0: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio, and today's guest is Lauren Eyrick, and I am so excited to have Lauren on because she has been deep into the fitness industry. Lauren is an IFBB bikini pro, and she's even stepped stage at the Olympia, which is the most prestigious stage a bikini competitor and or, you know, any bodybuilder can compete at. Now, Lauren's story is interesting, though, because she's pushed her body so far. It did compromise her health in a couple different areas, and I have her on my podcast today to share her story of why she thinks she pushed her body so much, what got her to that place, and her steps to get into a healthier place with her body and her mind and I don't care if you're a bikini competitor or not I feel like this podcast episode can be helpful for you because so many women unfortunately take extreme measures to reach their goal body and it does compromise their health so in this episode don't forget guys to share it on your Instagram and tag me at Nicole Ferry Fitness or you could also tag Lauren Welcome back guys to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. Today I have special guest Lauren Irik on. Did I say your last name right?
1: Yes, you did. Nailed it.
0: All right. Perfect. Welcome. I'm super excited to have you on today.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, Lauren, you have been through a lot when it comes to fitness and I would love for you to kind of tell us a little bit more about your fitness resume, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I always ask, like, how far back do you want me to go?
0: (laughs) I guess what got you introduced into weight training and how it led you into competing? So kind of that starting journey.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I had always been an athlete. I grew up in, I was pretty much a tomboy. I had four older brothers, um, just really into sports and all of that. So I've always been really athletic but like most young women, um, I had some body image issues, right? This was, I was going through puberty, uh, in the nineties, late nineties. And that was kind of when this heroin chic, super skinny, Kate Moss, Lindsay Lohan, Mary Kate, and Ashley Olson, Paris Hilton, Nicole Ritchie <laughs> yeah. were just dominating, uh, the headlines and the tabloids at that time. And I was really, really restrictive and just, yeah, really struggled a lot with that, which I think is pretty common. Um, and really my lifting journey started, when was that? Maybe around 2011. And that was when, um, well, I had always been lifting, but I guess my nutrition journey started when I got more seriously into weight lifting and then my body still didn't look how I wanted it to, right? Because I was definitely under fueling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hired my first coach and everything sort of took off from there. Uh, I did a bikini my first bikini competition, uh, sort of just like, you know, I'm already doing the the working out and the nutrition portion. So let's do that. And I had really quick success there. So my first show I won my class and the overall and Just about a year later, I won my IFBB pro card, and less than half a year after that, I got second at my pro debut, second at my second pro show, first year as a pro at the Olympia, uh, won a pro show, and then on to the Olympia again. So
0: Wow. You went from like zero to 100 real quick
1: with your competing career. Real quick, yeah. Yeah. And
0: with that, did you feel like pressure to keep on going? Did you feel like you're getting a lot of like instant gratification from people making comments on your progress?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't even realize the extent and the level of success that I had had or achievement until, um, years after, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but it's been some time and I realized now how accomplished that was and how quickly that I did that. Um, And for sure, I was definitely addicted to all of the affirmations and accolades that I was getting, all of the likes, the social media follows. I had a really, really big Instagram account. Um, You know, just that verbal feedback that you're getting from people, Mm -hmm. placing top five all the time at pro shows. That's also, you know, affirmation there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just, yeah, a lot of pressure to kind of keep up with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I know for myself, it's always hard when I'm competing and like always getting asked like when's the next show, when's the next show. And mm-hmm. I know for myself, like I needed to take some time off, like really make sure that my, my labs are good, my blood work's good, my mindset's good before I can compete again. But even this year I had some people ask me like, when are you competing next? I'm like, first of oh, all, this is a bad year to compete. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't know when's the next exact time I'm going to step on stage. And that has been kind of hard for me
1: yeah it's interesting right it's one of those things and I think anyone can relate to this if you've been working really really hard on a project um anything book movie a work project competing uh you kind of have this like post-show blues or post -post post-project blues whatever it is you put all your like so much of your life is dedicated to this and you're putting so much time effort and energy into it and then suddenly it's sort of this like well what do I do without it what do I do? Where does my focus mm-hmm. go? Where does my energy go? Um, it is a difficult time for a lot of people, but I also, I have to say really quickly, I love that you said like, I have to make sure that my labs are on point. Like mm-hmm. how's my relationship with food? All of those things. Yeah. Uh, cause that is something that is just really neglected in that industry. I think. Yeah.
0: And I think, um, lab work. It's important to like, if you are going to work with a coach, which I I do recommend working with a coach because it can be really hard to look at yourself objectively when you're that lean, but also just with like being a woman, it can be hard to do that. But I I think you should get a coach who wants to see not just the body, but like what's going on inside, because I know that both my coach and I agreed that we shouldn't compete until um, your thyroid and everything looks good. Cortisol looks good. And you can have like your, your period back, but you could still have other things that are thrown off.
1: Oh, for sure. I finally got my menstrual cycle back uh, after I stepped off, a couple months after I stepped off of stage, yet my body was a wreck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm still uh, working on my recovery. Like there's still things that I'm working on for sure. But even though I had my men- menstrual cycle, just yeah. a wreck.
0: And let's talk about that. So you stepped on the Olympia stage, you became an IFBB Bikini Pro, which is like a, a very hard title to reach. I know that my pro card is something that I'm con- like constantly year after year still working towards and I feel like every year it gets harder and harder. Um, but like what brought you to where you're at now with your body and working on the healing? Like what do you feel like went wrong?
1: Yeah, I think it was, you know, the last year that I competed. So I did the 2016 Olympia and then, um, you know, one of the shows after that, that quote unquote 2016 season, I won. So I was automatically qualified for the 2017 Olympia Mm -hmm. and I already, like, I already had a feeling that things were off. I had remained lean for a very long time. I hadn't had a menstrual cycle since... 2014 so for two years um and I was like wearing that like a badge of honor uh because you know that means that I'm lean enough
0: yeah you're like what an inconvenience I don't have it because I'm so lean
1: yeah I was just like great I'm lean enough that's how I saw it uh and I remember somebody asked me at one point too on social media like does that concern you or do you care and I said I might care later but I don't care now and I got to the point where I definitely cared. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I that 2017 season was a grind. My body was already not responding. I was already seeing issues with water retention and things like that mm-hmm. uh, big time. Like My body was just not the same. And that prep in that year was a nightmare. But I just felt so much pressure to compete and to follow through. And it was really... Um, self-imposed, just like a lot of stories that I tell, told myself about why I needed to do that. And uh, after I competed at the 2017 Olympia, I had a really severe reaction to some food when I came home, which I later found out was a soy intolerance. Um, and I just, my, my symptoms just became more and more severe, like mm-hmm. 10 pounds of water retention overnight My forearms would really start to swell, my legs would get numb, Um, and it was just strange to just kind of be going throughout your day, and then all of a sudden, it was like a switch would go off, and I would just start retaining tons of water. Brain fog, fatigue, lack of focus, really poor digestion, very limited foods. It got to the point where any time that I got stressed out, I would get an instant headache, my blood pressure was acting weird. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's probably more. (laughs) but I just really knew the last time after I got off stage um, and started to see those things happening very consistently, it was a big wake up call. And also I could see how damaged my relationship with food was as well.
0: I I felt like this was the first year that I started seeing a lot of negative red flags and like similar thing with like the water retention. Um, my like midsection, like I was like the weight I needed to be on stage, but I didn't look crisp. Like I almost looked like I had like Mm -hmm. a blurred filter on me. I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm, I'm the same weight. Like if anything, I'm leaner because Mm -hmm. I had just gotten a breast augmentation. I'm like, so I'm leaner than I was last year, but I don't look as good. And I was so angry. Um, And I was like, oh, I'll just work through this. I'll just do more cardio. I'll just do more activity. Um, And I actually got the flu in July in Florida. And I think everyone was thrown off. Like I got rushed to the ER because my symptoms were so bad. Like I had, with my fever, I was shaking. So I like literally couldn't stop shaking and they're like you have the flu and I'm like that's bizarre because I don't see anyone I work from home and (laughs) I was like how do you get the flu and I'm like oh I'm immune compromised now because of everything that I'm doing oh yeah and it was just like a wake-up call for me and I felt like I could keep going keep doing like maybe North Americans or this or that and like keep competing for what like keep competing Mm -hmm. but why and my my life had been through a lot that year. Like I had been through like a breakup, a big move. And I was like, Nicole, like you just need to chill out. Like, can you just relax for a bit? Because your body isn't responding because you've been on the go nonstop. And you haven't even like given yourself a break. So then I decided, um, I remember competing in August because I had like send my fee and everything because I'm crazy and I always do it early. And I remember competing. I actually wasn't super excited that day. I just wanted to get it over with so I could just start feeling better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. A, that's another big telltale sign, too, right? Like I used to be so excited to compete and do all that stuff, and suddenly it just became like a uh, I don't know, not a fun process. <laughs> like go
0: through emotions.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it should be invigorating, and it just wasn't.
0: Yeah. So what was like some of the steps that you took to work on your healing? Like how did that look like right after and then where you're at today?
1: It, it took me a really long time to understand the damage that I had did to my body. Um, and I really tried to fight it for a long time too. So one thing that I really like to point out to people is they'll come to my Instagram page or reach out to me and they kind of seem to make this, uh, assumption that it was like I stepped off the stage from competing and I was able to like all of a sudden I just I love myself and no it was really really difficult and I continued to try and push and control things when I should have stepped back so Mm um you know I took my there's a lot of factors here I had to look at you know what drove me to go to such lengths? What aspects of my personality were doing that? Um, what belief systems did I have in place? That what, like what stories was I telling myself again that pushed me to go to those lengths? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a lot of like emotional healing, so I went to like a plant medicine uh, retreat and worked with that multiple times. I did a lot of breath work workshops, yoga, meditation. So I did a lot of spiritual work. Uh, That was really effective for me. Very, very, very difficult, but very effective. And then I also started to work with people in functional medicine. Um, Wasn't so successful there. And I really just took a step back from everything at some point and started to tune in with my body and my needs. So uh, I did go to Costa Rica at some point in late... 2018, in the fall of 2018. And that was really me just taking a big step back. And I had to take a big step back from everything. Um, I mean, I was just so lost. I didn't know how any of this fit into my life anymore. The things that I loved were making me really sick. And I just needed some time away to reset.
0: Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think um, even now, like, it is hard with like, being a higher weight and I know myself, like I struggled with a background in eating disorders and um, I got so disordered at a point, I used to tell myself, if you get to like a certain weight, you'll just start to, you know, restrict again or do extra cardio. And like, if I were to be that weight now, it'd be very unhealthy for myself. But even now, like I never thought that I would weigh this much in my life, but I'm also genuinely really happy. Like I have a lot of really good things going for me. And so like when I get into my headspace of like, you should be, you know, competing, you should be, you know, documenting that you've done that for years now, I think of like other areas of my life that I want to improve on, Mm -hmm. which is hard to do when you don't have the energy to work on them.
1: For sure. You don't have the energy or the mental space. And I think that was, you know, part of my decision making too was like, I don't have a menstrual cycle and I haven't really had a relationship in the last couple of years. And, mm-hmm. you know, I probably want a family someday. Uh, and so I really need to prioritize my hormonal health. There was a point where I was working with a naturopath and she was like, "Yep, yeah, there's no way that you could have, she goes, you're having your cycle, but you don't have enough progesterone to have a viable pregnancy right now. Like you couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. And that was worrisome to me. I was like, I don't know if my hormones are ever going to come back online. Yeah. Uh, have
0: you done any recent blood work and do things like more normal or where do oh, you feel like yeah. it's still lagging? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Things are, I am elated with my progress, uh, which speaks to my belief in the body and its resiliency and its ability to heal if you provide it with the right conditions. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, how did you know what to do? And all of these things, and your body's going to tell you. And it's it can be difficult to get back into tune with that, but that's what I spent a lot of time doing. So mm-hmm. I had some recent uh, saliva testing done. My progesterone's coming back. Uh, my estrogen has gone way, way down. I had really bad estrogen dominance, um, and my androgens are a little bit high, but not like they're they're just like a little, little bit out of range, a little bit high. The main area that I have work to do, which is amazing when you think about it, is uh, my cortisol is very, very, very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I can feel that in my recovery as well. So I still can't really do anything too high intensity. Otherwise, it just pushes on my sympathetic nervous system too much. And, you know, like probably about a month ago, I did a I wasn't recovered enough. So I got a whoop band. I'm taking my recovery <laughs> really seriously and uh it'll just knock me out right like i've got to take a nap that day the next day i took two naps and then every day for the next five days i took a nap and it's not like a oh i'm gonna relax and take a nap it's like um i pretty much can't function and it's impacting my productivity and i'm exhausted and now i'm retaining water Mm -hmm. my digestion slows down uh i feel tired but wired and you know emotionally more sensitive and things like that so i see that um and really so i know it's very much my nervous system still needs a lot of time and tlc yeah
0: yeah i feel like that was like me to a t like i i um work really hard on my business and i feel like i don't take enough time away from it and i can feel it like middle of the day i'm like i need a nap like there's so much energy going out and i have to avoid high intensity because it will burn me out and it can even lead to like injuries, so I find like my hips, my knees, my back are sensitive, plus of being a gymnast in my background, so I try to be careful with that. But it, it can be hard to like give yourself a nap and even relax a little, because then you feel guilty sometimes, at least I know I do.
1: Yeah, it took a long time for me to see, um, <laughs> oh, the more food that I eat and the more that I give myself time off, the the better that I am for it, right? The better my body looks, the better I feel, the better my energy is. But I love what you said about even the type of stressors that people maybe don't think about. I mean, probably a lot of people think about work, but for me, like today is such a great example or kind of this week of, okay, my sleep's been lacking, which feeds this vicious sleep cycle of like getting tired but wired and then negative recovery. Um, But I've been working extra hours this week. And as much as I love what I do, which makes it easy to work more, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it is like a drain. So Mm -hmm. you have to start to look at all of these areas like, oh, I'm not sleeping well. Um, I need, I'm putting in extra hours at work and I'm definitely feeling it, right? Like I'm more emotionally sensitive today. I'm retaining more water, Mm -hmm. all of these things. And so you have to think, how can I be proactive about that type of stuff? Like, yeah, I need to scale back on workouts. So.
0: Yeah. And because working out and even dieting is a stress and I've had a lot of clients even during this time where I've told them we're going to take a bit of a break from dieting because they're really stressed out with, you know, maybe their careers like being a nurse and that's probably a very stressful job right now. It's already naturally a stressful job, but it's probably enhanced and we're kind of taking a break away from, you know, dieting.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, a huge portion of it. It's like, and that's the, that's the hardest thing for most people. And we touched on that earlier is, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not looking as sharp. I'm not looking as lean. I just need to push harder when mm-hmm. in actuality probably would have said, Hey, let's take a week off. Let's, you know, maybe bring up food a little bit and see more positive benefits from that, from giving the system a little bit of a break.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to take like a little bit of a turn. So how do you feel about these other competitors that you see who are kind of competing year after year after year? Do you feel like they're just kind of waiting for their body to kind of burn out or what are your thoughts there? Cause I see some girls who are just like nonstop and I just, part of me doesn't understand, but never know what goes on behind closed doors. Um, but yeah, let me know what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, Gosh, there! I actually had a girl DM me one time, and she never competed. She was just in her first contest prep, and she sent me a video. She because she was like, "Oh my gosh, your story resonates with me so much." I'd never actually even competed. I just tried to prep, and I have all of these issues now. And she actually had pitting edema, like that is severe. Um, and so everyone has a different stress threshold, right? Mm -hmm. and some people I competed with them and I cannot believe that they are still competing and that they seem to be you know you don't really know like you said exactly what's going on Uh, but some of it does seem like a ticking time bomb but I would say that you know there's also people that I know are able to compete for a longer period of time because they are using PEDs or things Mm -hmm. like that that are really supportive of recovery and uh yeah. I mean, I think that's also a misconception too, right, is people think that people end up in this position because of PEDs or steroids or hormones or things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, that's not the case, right? Like I, my second year, I used um, clen because I wasn't able to drop. And but I never used anything else. And I actually, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, it probably would have been beneficial to me and less stress on my body had I done that. Mm -hmm. But that comes with its own risks, right? Um, So yeah, it's interesting. I think... Yeah. There, there are just some people where I'm like, I can't believe they're still going. I can't believe they maintain that level of leanness. Yeah.
0: I see some people too, like even in their, their off season, they're not gaining like any weight. They're gaining like maybe 10 pounds. And I've, I hate this phrase. And that is like, you shouldn't gain more than 10 pounds post-show. And I think everybody's body is different. Like some women have to gain more while they're recovering and even wanting to build. And I know that I'm one of them. Like I've never been able to maintain that lean.
1: Oh, I'll just straight up say it. It drives me bonkers when I see people saying that. um, And then when I also see (laughs) that people, they're like, well, this is what my intake is at. Like, that's great. Your body fat is not adequate enough for optimal health. Like your hormones aren't in check. There's Mm -hmm. just no way that your body is operating as it's supposed to be despite your intake. Like you need certain levels of body fat for leptin and ghrelin to be where they're at, for your hormones to be where they need to be. So,
0: yeah. And they'll say like, oh, I feel good. I'm like, no, no, no. You think you feel good, but you don't feel good.
1: (laughs) You think you feel good. There were so many times. I mean, I did 19 shows in two and a half years. And I also remember sometimes kind of coming out of them. um, I never had more than like 16 weeks between shows ever. But there were some times where I was so depleted and feeling so crappy, but you become accustomed to that. And I would say, I'm like, oh, I just had no idea how shitty I felt. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I know like, even for myself, like I gained, I think 15 pounds. and I was like, I feel good. I don't want to gain anymore. Like this is a good place for me. And it just wasn't like my body's like, no, we have a different plan for you. We're going to continue to gain. So I think a lot of people will fight it. And the other thing too, is if you're gaining on 1800 calories and 1900 calories and you're an active female, like there's a reason why that's happening. And it's because there's a lot of imbalances going on that your body's trying to repair.
1: A thousand percent. That's another thing that people say about the reverse dieting, right? Well, I don't want to reverse diet and gain weight. How many people gain weight? Because ultimately their goal is to lose weight most likely. And I'm like, look, most people on a reverse diet don't gain weight. And if you do gain weight, guess what? You still have to reverse diet because the way out is through. Like if you are gaining weight on 1800 calories, you have bigger problems than the Mm -hmm. 10 pounds that you want to lose. You have some serious work to do on your system.
0: Yeah. And I remember, I no longer work with this person, but they were telling me like, okay, you shouldn't weigh more than this X amount of weight in your off season. And I felt like I was failing because again, my weight was going up on 1500 calories and I was still moving a lot. And I, it didn't make sense. Again, defying science, it literally didn't make sense. And I'm like, I, instead of fighting it, I was like, Nicole, like, you're just going to have to embrace this because what are you going to do? Drop down again and be even more miserable. And I'm like, you're just going to have to accept the weight gain. It is what it is. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting, right? Too, And that's one thing I think for a while it drove me crazy. The calories in calories out. It's like, Mm -hmm. there is insulin sensitivity issues happening. There's cortisol, there's hormonal imbalances, there's cortisol coming into play and all of those things impact the system. And so, you know, it's also sometimes hard to know what is going on beneath the surface. Are you actually gaining fat? I know for me, oh, heck yeah, I gained fat, no doubt in my mind. I also lost a lot of muscle being unable to work out for basically two years. Um, But then there was also a point where there was just so much water on my body, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't see what's going on. And I mean, it sounds like you embraced it pretty quickly. I was fight fighting that for some some time. I would say probably a solid, uh, oh, like seven eight months. Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, still trying to work out, gaining weight every time I worked out. Um, yeah, it was a rough process, and it's it's hard to do that. It's hard to surrender to trusting your body and letting it do what it needs to do. It'll it'll fix itself for sure. And you have to think about a pendulum, right? You do one extreme and then the repercussions are going to swing back the other way. And eventually it'll come back to the center.
0: Yeah, like a homeostasis point. And mm-hmm. I've started to notice that finally, I think I'm like nine months post-competition and I'm like finally recomping. So
1: That's amazing.
0: It took a while, but I also like to... Although, like, I'm young, like, I didn't want to, like, ruin my body so early, so I think that's also why I was just, like, don't fight it now, because you want to keep competing, but you also don't know if you want to keep doing that in your 30s. I don't know. Everything's so up in the air right now.
1: Yeah. Do you think, I still get asked if I'll compete, and uh, it's one of those things where, like, I am a pretty extreme person, so I'm drawn to extreme activities, but I don't know at this point with all the hard work that I've done, so... How do you feel about that?
0: I think I'll compete as long as I don't feel like it's detrimental to my mental health and or physical. So like, I don't wanna feel like I'm going to pass out in the gym. I don't wanna feel like um, I'm constantly thinking about food and like, I can't not stop thinking about it. Like that's a problem. Um, If it's not taking away from my work ability. So being able to get to all my clients and be there for them. Um, I think once it starts to take away there, like then I need to stop competing because those things are more important to me versus you know, stepping on stage. And the other thing too is like with it being so competitive now, like it I'll just be honest, it sucks when you spend so much time and money and you have these high expectations and it doesn't turn your way. And that mm-hmm. might be a bad mentality to have, but I've been competing since 2015 and I've gone to multiple national shows. I've been like four places away from a pro card, like super close. And then it's like the next national show, you're, you're not close. It just changes all the time. And I almost feel like I never know how to please them, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, thing to chase. It can yeah. be.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think I, I want to definitely, you know, take my body to the next level and get leaner to even see what I've built. Um, because I've never again allowed myself to gain this much weight and eat this much food for this long of like my adult life, which it does sound kind of bad. Um, but I also know that I'm going to set more limits to when I cut down again, like I don't want to go below a certain calorie amount, and I don't want to get to a certain cardio output. Like if it gets to that point, like I'm going to speak up. And I think before, like I was nervous to speak up.
1: Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to is having these boundaries around it. Right. What do my labs look like? What's the intake that I'm willing to go to? How many shows do I want to do? That's another slippery slope for people is it's like, oh, well, this show is just right around the corner. Like I can, mm-hmm. you know, I'm already lean. I might as well. And uh, really just having some of those firm boundaries. Cause I know that I definitely did not. Uh, but I also didn't really care about anything else at that time. So yeah. um, you know.
0: And I think I'm gonna limit myself to like three in a season unless I were to reverse and be at a good place, then I would maybe push it to one more. Um, but I think three is plenty for a season. I see so many people do like five, eight, so many shows in like a year.
1: Yeah. And um,
0: I know there's a recent pro. She just started competing all over again. And I see her like do so many. And again, like, I'm like, how are you, how aren't you burning out? Again, I don't understand what she's doing. Um, but it just blows my mind seeing so many of these women and who knows they might, you know, crush it for two or three years, but I hope that they're okay. Five years from now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the question that I get asked too, is like, do you think you can compete in a healthy way? And I think it's some of the things that we've been talking about. Um, I don't really know if I know the answer to that. I tend to lean towards, no, it's just inherently unhealthy. I mean, if you're defining it by like levels of body fat for a woman, woman, is it ever okay to be under essential levels of body fat? So that's like, for some people, they're going to say, no, it's never healthy. Um, I think, you know, as you mentioned, this is the highest intake you've had and the things that you've really allowed yourself to do for the longest time. That's amazing. That's not celebrated enough. I Mm -hmm. love hearing that. Um, and yeah it's really i think i always said like hey if you really really like bodybuilding and you really respect the sport it is a sport of longevity that's not how i played it right mm-hmm. like i was just like quick keep going each season i'm basically doing eight or nine shows a year um or like six eight and nine whatever it was and <laughs> yeah if you have respect for the sport and if you have the trust in yourself you will take your time. That's really what it is. I always used to say that all the time. Like, you know, I think my, I was writing this wave of momentum and it really spoke to a lack of trust that I had in myself to like, take the time off, do what I needed to do and then get back out there, which would have been much more beneficial to me. But I was operating out of a place of kind of like, this is my moment. I have to seize it, which yeah. was my journey and was super fun. Um, and yeah. how I learned, but
0: And the other thing, too, is, like, it's going to be rewarding, too, if the journey is longer. Like, I know that so many people reach out and are like, how are you taking over a year off? And I'm like, a year is really not that long. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, I feel like this has been the quickest year of my life. But I was like, well, I'm going to take, you know, over a year off so I can come back looking better than ever and not look the same. Because that's the whole point of bodybuilding is to, you know, build and to create a different look and shape. And that's not going to happen if I'm always dieting. And I think so many people live for the prep, but they don't live in their off season. And that's like an issue too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, um, Lauren, where can people find you? And I also want to finish this off with what would be a piece of advice you would give someone listening to this and they feel like they resonate with you?
1: Oh, man. So you can find me, I have lots of content on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Instagram is probably my main platform. So you can find me at Um And my piece of advice, man, so many. I think it kind of depends on what somebody is really looking to do. I think that, <laughs> let me think about that for a second. I guess maybe in terms of fitness would be like you always know in your life and in any area of life, like you always know, you always have the answers. You just have to be in a clear enough place and a quiet enough place to be able to hear them. So listen to your intuition, uh, and try to differentiate between like what (laughs) is really your higher self and what is this kind of ego driven thing. Mm -hmm. That was a big, big lesson for me. But, um, yeah, like remove, remove timelines. And I love that. Everybody is just in such a everyone's just in such a rush, right? Like, just remove those timelines, relax, everything will still be there. And you're, you're always on time. There's, I think timelines get a lot of people really goofed yeah. up. Yeah,
0: you are the main character of your life. So it's your story. You don't have to follow a timeline.
1: Yeah, it's, there's just like so much pressure and so much stress. And there's also, you know, a big thing for me in regard to body positivity and accepting myself was I always felt like I had to explain myself or what happened or have an answer or this or that. And, um, you know, sometimes things just happen in life, right? You get into a car accident, you have an injury, you have a baby, you compete too hard and too long, you have some health issues, you go through a bad breakup it's not right or wrong. Things just happen. So don't, don't like spend so much mental space trying to pinpoint what went wrong or this or that, like it just did. And you are where you are. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just try to step into that and lean in.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It was an honor and pleasure.
0: I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.